Jed and Haley Show, supporting Blackpool Grand Theatre. So, the Jed and Haley Show, and um, well, I tell you what, we were talking a little bit about this, weren't we, on last week's podcast, Haley? Your um, Ukrainian update, and you were kind of like, yeah, there's not much happening, it's all a bit stalled, and writing to the MPs to try and get it over the line and stuff like that. But we do have an update literally yeah. a week on. Literally, uh, just so a few days ago, one of our um, uh, one of the refugees got their visa and got their I think it's called a permission to travel letter, got their literal letter in hand, but then the other one didn't. So we'd we'd oh we've done so many I can't tell you how many hoops we've had to jump through. You know, it's all over the news. I think it's so frustrating because people really want to help, but the war rolls on, um the attacks just seem to get worse and nothing's happening and particularly when you've applied. I I know people now on the file coast where we live that have applied at the beginning. So I'm talking like the you know sort of the middle towards the end of March we're now at the start of May and they're still waiting and waiting and waiting so we got one then we kind of patiently waited a good few days for the second one to arrive bearing in mind we did everything at the same time everything at the same time so in the end uh, John and I just decided to reapply and this is how sort of frustratingly stupid the system is we he reapplied on his dinner break yesterday so that would have been like 12 one o'clock by f- the time he was leaving the office at, like, say, five, it had been approved. So within four or five hours, they'd approved wow. the final visa. So clearly, I don't know. It, it's almost like it, when you reapply, it must nudge all the details back to the top or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the girls have got their permission to travel letters now. So they're arranging. I think they kind of said their goodbyes last weekend, which was Easter wow. for them. And, um, yeah, they're going to fly from Poland. So, essentially, now I think they've just got to arrange their journey, really, to, to, to uh, over the border and then flying out of out of Poland. Yeah, so it all suddenly feels very, very real, thank goodness. Yeah, which is great. So, um, and again, they just have to arrange all that, don't they, and get it all sorted themselves and all that yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Poland, as well as welcoming all those refugees, yeah. is still a country that's just operating as normal. But of course, you cannot fly out of Ukraine. So that's the only way in and out is to kind of cross the border and then um, and then fly. So that's that's what they're going to do. They're going to, um, yeah, they're going to travel across the border, which I don't, I don't think they're that that far away um but of course they just didn't want to land in poland where there's where they've taken in so many refugees already so yeah that permission to travel letter and the great thing is once they get here get the passport stamp that does mean that they've immediately got permission to work also so um yeah it definitely feels like a big moment for them they were quite emotional um on facetime last night so um yeah i think suddenly it's kind of hit them like wow we've waited all this time I mean, honestly, it's about forty days. You know, like it's a re- it's felt like the longest well, time. Well, when you yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're like, oh god. So yeah, literally just now, the final few little few little bits and pieces I want to go and just buy to make the room because in a way they wouldn't really engage with us in terms of what their needs might be when they got here because they just didn't want to jinx it so now they're a bit more warm to the sort of stuff that in in the practicalities Mm. of us all living under the same roof so yeah an exciting week so hopefully on the podcast next week we'll know exactly when they'll be with us but yeah it pretty much I'm not going to say any day now I'm going to say any any week now Time hopefully now, in the next yeah. couple of weeks yeah it's amazing is it I, I was speaking to someone outside the school gates who was uh, who are doing the same but they're taking in a mum and daughter who's about five mm-hmm. or six 
And um, she was saying, this is frightening, isn't it? She was saying that, obviously, the daughter, they've had to apply to the school, uh, like you do if you were applying just, you know, normally. Yeah, normally for a place. Yeah. And, um, but she said, obviously, a lot of schools in Poulton are, are, are full, and, you know, so it's, but they want them into... Uh, the same school as their daughter could obviously make it easier. So it'd be kind of like that sibling thing, but it didn't quite yeah, work yeah. like that. But I would, and then I was like, so I mean, the daughter who's like five or six, she won't speak English. Which went, no, don't speak English. So you know, you go, wow, you know, you've got this daughter who's going to turn up to a school in England not speaking any English and having to mm. just. Go for it. I mean, they're like sponges, well, but it's just yeah. I mean, incredible. That, that's what I will. It's what I will say. So, luckily, when they're still that young, they're still learning words. So, Freddie learns new words all the time. Mm. Um, when I picked him up yesterday, he told me he'd learn because they learn sounds. So, we'd learnt the sound shush. So, we talked about <laughs> vicious and delicious, and we did all the shush sounds. So, I'm fascinated with at six how many words he knows. But my bugbear with him is we have to try and learn what they all mean so because uh, right. it makes me laugh when he uses the wrong word for the wrong thing it always makes me sort of have a little a little smile to myself uh or just it's just funny when they use them but anyway back to uh, back to sort of arriving at a school and not speaking the language i as you know worked in a high school for a short amount of time um in the early noughties and it's when lots um uh, 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 people from Poland were coming over to to work here and whatnot, and I have been on more than one occasion confronted with Polish teenagers who do not speak a word of English, mm. and um, I was introduced to the concept quite a while ago now of total submersion where you are not really allowed to translate for them um because the idea is that they pick up the language, and honestly, Jed, it's frightening how quick they pick it up frighteningly quick the uh, likes of it, you and i would be like oh. i know and, and this they is just it just pick it up it's bizarre i find it just i just find it incredible and um it's like you know when you think about us going to ukraine and mm, mm. so you and freddie would have to go and live in someone's house that you don't know yeah. in an area yeah. you don't know and then yeah. send freddie off to a school and he doesn't speak a word of ukrainian when you think of it that side and that way, mm. it, I, I, I find it just, you know, human resilience is just unbelievable in times well, of desperation. We were considering initially a family. That was mm. our initial, like, mother and child. That that was where my heart yeah. was initially. As it turned out, when we were looking for, for, for someone to sponsor and we found these two young ladies, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, actually, selfishly, you know, John and I are busy. John leaves the house. He's, he works out of the area. He works in Lancashire, but he still has like yeah. a forty-minute commute each day. So John leaves the house early in the morning, gets back in the evening. So it's it's me here for the most part. Um, and I just thought, if you're, and I know this from having a, a little one, it, you know, if you're a mum and child coming over, then all of a sudden you've got the school logistics to take into account, mm-hmm. which can then mean that they might not be able to work, which is which is fine. But then they might be at home, which would be fine if I wasn't at home working from home so essentially then you'd have two adult females and then you'd and i know me i would want to i don't know i would feel like i would need to help them and engage with them yeah yeah do stuff with them whereas helping two young adult women means that they'll both want to work they'll both have one another for company and i won't feel the need to entertain them yes it totally makes sense like because as you rightly say 
what you don't want is them to come to your house and and essentially you can't just ignore them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because they're now guests in your house, and in a way, yeah. um, I think the first, I think the first sort of three or four weeks will be like they've just come to stay. You know, like say your parents mm. say would come to stay yeah. if you live totally. far away, and you're mm. like right breakfasts and teas and all that. And then I think after about three or four weeks everyone will be used to each other and you know as yeah. much as you as much as you say no please use the bowls use get whatever you want uh, it mm. like say if you went into someone's house you, it's just the natural like sort of manners isn't it that you don't go wading yeah. through on like eat 10 bags of crisps because you're hungry like you could do at home but you know you're not going to do that in someone's yeah. house but i think that's i think that that's where and like say so you will feel the need to so that's a lot of time isn't it? That's mm. just time mm. that you need to, yeah. you can't just ignore people. So I get it. And that, <laughs> and actually two young women will be able to, again, chat with each other, go out totally. um, with each other as in just go for walks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I so feel like feel, I've got yeah. a slightly easier option yeah, than someone that's so. taking a family. Don't so. get me wrong, Dad. If I didn't work full time, then I would I would be more than happy mm. to sort of do the family thing. But as it actually happened, or if there was two adults, if we had the sort of size of house where we could accommodate two adults, you know, like maybe a, a mother and, a, and her mother or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but certainly one adult and one child we just couldn't we just couldn't find the time so yeah it's just yeah it's all starting to feel real now but I certainly I've never been more sure about wanting to do something ever um and I just it's so weird when you speak to them I feel like I know them already and and then and that's bizarre I know it's bizarre um but yeah I just I I sort of look around and think you know we, we still live in a world where people like to talk a good story and oh I would and I should and this and that and it's easy to send a tenner isn't it and to support a charity but to actually kind of go right okay these two people that we've never met from a different country from a completely you know not a completely different culture but a different culture to our own are coming to live in our house like I've already started to think John hasn't even given this a thought obviously um i've started to really think about the food and i'm thinking i yep. honestly don't really know what what kind of food they're going to want to eat so mm. luckily i do know there's quite a few polish supermarkets which i know you know poland is not the ukraine but it, it is a it is eastern not too europe, far from yeah. where they yeah. live it is in eastern europe so you know i want to take them there and sort of say you know let's let's shop for the things that you want to eat i'm hoping that you know mcdonald's and, and pizzas are going to be universal initially but um <laughs> let's cabris fingers let's, <laughs> something like that. let's yeah. go mackies do we I know all you mean. like the thing is the universal language right. of mcdonald's i mean the thing is is you're absolutely right is that um, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, because they're a very Western country, so they'll have um, they'll have a lot, obviously, like Coca Cola I mean. or all that sort of stuff. Would <laughs> yeah. be would be the yeah. same. But actually, um, it it is. It, I found this fascinating. We we, we went on a um, a football trip. This was oh, year, obviously years ago. We were in, we were in um, I was in just no primary school. I was in, so this must be like thirty years ago, and we went to Germany to to play this um, tournament and we had to stay with families. That was the, that's what you did then. Um, and I remember, cause we were used to just like cereal and a bit of toast, you know, mm. as, as British sort of kids, that's mm. what we were used to. We went to uh, Germany and we actually stayed with quite a wealthy family because they had this big, I remember this, this mm. house was like huge and stuff and mm. you were like, wow, this is huge. And uh, so they were quite wealthy, well, on, on the face of it they were. And uh, I remember coming for breakfast, me and my mate 
had stayed and their two kids who we were playing and stuff like that we all came down for breakfast and on that the breakfast table was like cheese and ham and like it yeah. like a lunch do you know what I mean? So yeah. not, like, have you seen like, that oh, bread? They have like yeah. a they have like a brown, yeah. thick, like yeah. chewy, quite a chewy and you know, bread. Yeah, and you know you're like, um, yeah. Have any you got cocoa any, pops? Like, <laughs> yeah, and you go, yeah. <laughs> any uh, lucky any... charms here, love? And it was <laughs> like, yeah. And it, and it and do you know what our universal <laughs> language was? Was Nutella, toast. Nutella, oh, Nutella. On, on, not Yay. on toast, on bread. What? Because Ooh. they didn't, yeah, they sort of oh. didn't do toast. They didn't do oh, cereal, they didn't do toast. They did like, bre- basically, you know, like a continental breakfast, as we know okay. now. Cheese yeah, and yeah. ham, but they didn't do croissants. But it was yeah. all like that. And I remember thinking, as a kid, you know, you're like eight. I was like, this is well weird. They're having like yeah. sandwiches for breakfast. Lunch, yeah. <laughs> well, <What>? similarly, <laughs> you've just broken a memory for me. So when I was at school, we did an exchange. So we did, uh, we, had, we got pen pals and then we got to go and stay with them um, and their family and they came to stay with us. So we hosted them first. This was in Germany. So they came over from, um, I went to school in, in Lytham St. Hans. So their twin town is Werner. So mm. we went to Werner and they and, and went to a school. And it was honestly, Jed, it was. When I look back now, we were very lucky. It was really good. We literally stayed with the family. We, I mean, I don't think safeguarding, you could do that sort of thing. Now, <laughs> no, probably. This is it, no. But honestly, it was the best thing. I mean, they had... The family that, that that I stayed with had a sauna in their house. Yeah, it was so a really yeah, big, yeah. fancy house. It was beautiful. But we went to this school, and the things with German schools was they start really early in the morning. So I can remember, you know, like literally you're on the bus to school at like half six, seven in the morning, and school <laughs> started at like half seven, yeah. but you knocked off at lunchtime. Then you got the afternoon to yourself. Um, and it was, in, and I learnt loads. You were, you're forced to speak the language all the time. So my German got better. But yeah, yeah, there was just those weird cultural differences mm. that I'd never experienced before. I mean, like you say, going back, this would have been in the in the early 90s when I went. And I'd never, I know it sounds really bizarre, but I'd never encountered chips with mayonnaise on. Never. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over there, chips were like an occasion, mm. um, you know, and, and, and you'd have them with all, all different things, whereas... You know, certainly in, in Lancashire in the 90s, you had chips and gravy and that was your lot. There was no cheesy chips. There was no, no like, um, whatever, the you know, like different salts and, and different sauces. Mm. It literally was. You had a bit, maybe a bit of ketchup or gravy, but it was like just weird little things were just different. And yeah, I'm really glad that I did it. But like you say, even something as much as food can just be so different. So I think that's the challenge I'm certainly... I'm certainly mulling over in my mind, kind of acknowledging that that might be the first, not stumbling block, but might be the first thing that I kind of go, right, I really need to give some thought to what we shop for for the girls. As always, thanks to our friends at Blackpool's Grand Theatre. They have got a packed out May with some incredible shows. In our other life, as host of the Grand Theatre's podcast, we know uh, that they've got some amazing shows coming um, this month alone. And we've interviewed all the people that are coming and they are brilliant. So uh, first up is Private Peaceful. um, And that just looks like an incredible show. It opens now. In fact, it's on now um, and runs through until the 7th of um, May. Then Some Mothers Do Have Them is also coming. coming to the theatre and I know we interviewed the whole cast it's going to be an incredibly funny show um, and then uh, later on in the month 17th to 21st uh, Dead Lies and we interviewed the um, 
the writer and some of the cast and it's just honestly Jed I really want to go and I think I just want to go and see all of them to be honest um, but they're just incredible productions and uh, yeah they're heading to the Grand Theatre this month uh, you can get your tickets and have a little nosy about what else is coming up this year at blackpoolgrand.co.uk It's time for Story of the Week Okay then well this week's story I've got two but I'm going to do them both simply because do you remember a few weeks ago we talked about gravy mayonnaise mm. and how it was a, a terrible joke. Well, it turned yes. out like it wasn't a joke. But I found another source-related story. Oh, right, okay. Heinz, who are clearly, um, you know, on the lookout for um, for a bit of PR on the run-up to um, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Uh, well, condiments are having something of a makeover. So you know, you get HP sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, they're getting a royal makeover. So HP is changing temporarily and releasing limited edition bottles um, of HM sauce for Her oh, Majesty okay. sauce. Yeah, okay. uh, so I'm liking that. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's good. So you could have, you know, that with your breakfast. And then I quite like this. I think this is my favourite and I'm definitely going to buy a bottle if I spot one. Heinz are also releasing a version of their salad cream called Salad Queen uh, with a <laughs> complete with a crown on the bottle. And... Um, yeah, I have to say, I, I'm in favour of the rebrand for this very reason. So, yeah, you'll be able to get your hands on some HM brown sauce or a little blob of salad queen with your butty. Uh, so that was the first story I just wanted to say about. I think that's a good idea. What, are you, uh, for that sort of are stuff. You, are you doing anything this Jubilee? It's next month, isn't it? you got garden yes. parties oh, in the street doing oh, a bit? Or what, what's yo, you know me, Jed. I'm very, very monarchy friendly Mm. um so uh, a couple of things i think my sister was talking about having a garden party because she's got a beautiful garden so that is still a a bit of a possibility i need to check in with her really but um it will not surprise you to know that late last year i'm gonna say november was it no before we got married something like that so i've booked a beach hut on the promenade in st hans you know they're lovely aren't they they're really cute so i did it the back end of last year so yeah we're gonna spend part of the the bank holiday weekend then i'm gonna get some hunting and dress it up and you know order in some sort of picnicky things and just have a day there i mean i'll probably chuck it down um but i'm not bothered because i thought i just want to do something a bit different and there's loads of stuff happening if you notice if you look in all the sort of local magazines and stuff there, there are various things happening i think there's like parades and street parties and Ooh. stuff so yeah my sister's having a garden party so uh, well i think so yeah hopefully we'll do a couple of things what about you yeah, well as i sort of mentioned last week we've got this um invite to this oh, um, yes. party so um I, I, i'm thinking that that's what we'll probably get to a little have you been street delegated gathering. no been not delegated de- no not delegated yet? anything no so um yes. So, you know, fair play to the people that have put it on and organised it. Um, they, we have, like, a Facebook group, you know, and people were chatting about it and stuff like this. So, um, you know, these people that organise things need to be praised because um, without mm-hmm. those sort of people, we, no one would do anything. So, um, yeah, they were... Um, so, yeah, we got a little leaflet through the door and, um, yeah, it looks as though that's going ahead. Now, I don't know what's going to be on, but, um, yeah, we did something for, like... Um, 
VJ day or whatever it was a few years yeah, ago, yeah, you yeah. know. So that was quite good. But it was in lockdown that. But um, yeah, and yeah, so that was good. So hopefully it'll be the same and just a good celebration and another bank holiday weekend. So yeah, it should be all right. That should be good. Mm, good, good. Well, my second story uh, is a little bit of a stomach churner, so I will cut straight <laughs> to the chase. Uh, there is a man in America that is living on an extreme raw meat diet. He's been doing it for 166 days. He's a vlogger, so he gets some really big numbers. But um, it's called the raw meat experiment. And I can't really scroll past his pictures for too long because they make me feel really sick. But he literally eats raw chicken. He eats um, raw eggs. He, He eats raw everything. Well, that's what I'm fascinated by. Um, the guy, he's just nuts. He eats raw fish, raw meat. Um, I mean, literally, it's so dangerous. I mean, do you know what that says to me, this guy? So I just think this guy's never really had proper food poisoning because I think when you've had proper food <laughs> yeah. poisoning... Yeah. It's a bit like the first time you burn yourself. Yeah. You remember it. You remember <laughs> what caused it generally, and you are extremely careful and very tentative um, about having that food again. But, you know, I've just been looking at the article. You know, raw meat has got common pathogens in which can make you very poorly, including salmonella, clostridium, E. coli, listeria, um, and symptoms include nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal cramp, fever, and headache. I mean, food poisoning is not a joke. It's absolutely awful. But this guy, it's like, what? What? I don't know. I, I... it's just it's just made me feel sick. I'm like, who does it? But I'm not even joking. If you get a chance, look him up and just brace yourself for the picture. But he literally just eats just eats raw meat. Jeff. Raw meat. Yeah. I don't like I say, how's he not dead? And this is a little disclaimer of the old don't try this at home. I remember oh, I can't think of anything worse. No, I remember we went on holiday. Uh yeah, it was in France. And we were driving back because th- these are the times when you didn't fly. You used to just drive, you know what I mean, like hours and hours and hours to places. <laughs> and I remember um, my mum and dad basically used to share the drive. You know, you go, right, you go in like yeah, three yeah. hours, you go three hours. And I remember we stopped. It must have been like a service station type thing or like a little chef, you know, like they used to do them. Mm-hmm. And my, this was in France. And my dad goes, oh, I'll have... Um, the, is it steak tartare or whatever? And we're still oh. in, we're still in France, so they're a bit, you know, oh, more oh, risque God. with their stuff. It came, and I'm not joking. It was like raw mince and raw oh. egg on, t- you know what I mean? Oh. On top, and we all looked, and we must have only been, I must have only been like six or seven. My brother, obviously, a few years older. And I remember sort of my mum going. Are you going to eat that, or do you want to like get some else? And he's like, "No, you know, I, I, I've ordered it. It's got to be all right. It's, it's a French restaurant. Like this is little chef. You know what I mean? Yes. Little chef A. And he has it right. He eats it, and uh, and and then the whole something like seven hour drive back. My mum had to drive the whole way because he was violently ill. <laughs> She was fuming, <laughs> and he was just like, and like you said, once you've had it, it, it it's just like the oh, worst thing in the it world. It leaves a little, oh. it leaves a little, a little imprint on it, your mind. Horrible. My food poisoning came from some rogue 
coleslaw. Oh, really? Uh, that made me, yeah, absolutely. I can't. Even now, I have to really yeah. mentally prepare myself yeah. if I really want coleslaw now because I think, no thanks, not a chance. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely leaves a lasting impression. So, um, oh, you poor dad. That's <laughs> He's trying to be a bit continental, Jed. That's all. He was. I thought, well, you know, it's steak tartar. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> my mum was living because she literally had to drive all the way home. <laughs> Is it right or is it wrong? So, three news stories here. Now, one of these is right to are wrong. Now, the first story is apparently that dinosaurs are back. Um, scientists have found a new species which is a direct ancestor to the Stegosaurus, which is living on a remote island in Fiji that no one knew was sort of there. But apparently, if bred properly, uh, we could see the return of the uh, once thought extinct animal. Um, next story, whales, as in, you know, the, the uh, mammal, I should say, whales. Oh, right. Not the country, yeah. No, um, apparently, apparently whales once had legs and ran around on land. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, okay. again, this is something that science has discovered when they... Um, when they've been doing autopsies and stuff like that, and look, going back into mm-hmm. uh, into the past, that they've uh, discovered that yeah, they once had legs and used to run around on land, and dogs and cats. See where we're going with these? These are all animal related. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogs and cats apparently do actually like each other. Uh, the oh, chase, right. yeah, the chasing is down to the cat poking fun at the dog because it's right. tied to a lead. Oh, and they're free and they're a bit cocky. Yeah. So there you go. Mm, okay. So we've got cocky, cocky cats, uh, whales wandering around, and dinosaurs are back. Okay. So I am discounting dinosaurs. I mean, no. No, mm. no, 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 no. I just, I just, I'm not buying it. I just, okay. no way. And it scares me a little bit. No. So yeah, that's a, that's a no. Um, whales with their legs. A leggy whale. No. They're too big. They're too, they're too top heavy. They right. topple. They, they topple. As much as you think, well, they might be... Yeah, I think they're too top heavy. Whales right. are heavy. I mean, are you, so, are you thinking they run like, you know, have little legs and just run? Is that what you're... I, ju- I just... Fast? All I'm thinking... Yeah, I don't know what I'm sort of trying to imagine, but I... I just keep getting like, no, like a cartoon. The only thing I can think of is that. What's that pink blobby thing off SpongeBob? What's he? Yeah, called? I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know, but I know what you mean. That, that, yeah. I don't pay enough attention. Okay. Him. And I'm thinking, no, I think he's, I think whales are too heavy. Mm. Unless they were a bit slicker back in the day. But I think they're too heavy to walk. Um, so that leaves cats and dogs yeah and maybe the cats and dogs being not enemies is is the truth because yeah maybe it's just a bit of bravado maybe do you know what i think they're like and maybe this is maybe i've nailed it they're a bit like siblings so like there was times when my sister who i love deeply made me murderous as a person and i would we would fight and we would argue, but it 
didn't mean I didn't love the bones mm, of her. I just, it just, just she just got on my pip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she just got on my nerves. So I think maybe that's what the cats and dogs. Are. I think they're probably a bit more like siblings. Right. And yeah, in, in an ordinary situation, cats are cocky because dogs are being walked. Mm. And in a home situation, maybe they're just like siblings, and okay. you know they love each other really. Okay, well, that's an interesting thought process you've got going on there. Thank um, you, I always feel I need to explain it. Yeah, well, it's wrong. So it's not that one. Oh, uh, <laughs> the right answer was... Whales, who once Shut had up. legs and ran no. around on land. That's I'm the true story. Let yeah. me Google the, per- the yeah. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to put characters, SpongeBob characters. Yeah. So you're telling me that whales, Patrick the Starfish, that's what <laughs> I was thinking in my mind. That's his name, Patrick Star. Yeah, apparently he had legs and ran around no. uh, on no. land back in the back in the day. So there you go. Uh, well, I've kept you out the winner's enclosure you again, have. which is good. I like oh, to do sure. that. And we'll have another right or wrong on the next podcast. Okay then, Jed. Um... I have got a list for this section because mm. I had tonsillitis last week. Mm. So um, all my <laughs> yeah. all my what you watchings, I have pretty much got square eyes. It's probably best to tell you what I've not watched, but I've got a list. But I'm going to start by asking you what you've watched this week. Well, we're on with Ozark and um, finished. Yeah, which is which is at the moment fantastic. So we've <laughs> not finished this. So um, we're we must be close. We must be. So um, I think we're on eleven or maybe coming on to twelve. Mm. So. Yeah, we are um, through that, and it's. I'm going to say the ending is okay. Okay, yeah, okay. So we're, we're okay. sort of, we're sort of. I don't know about this sort of second half of the series. I, I feel, I feel there's a lot of episodes have been dragged out. If you know yeah, what I mean, so I do it's agree. very good, but I just feel that. They've dragged this sort of last series out. Yeah, yeah, very, very quickly. Um, so yeah, so there's although there's you know there's obviously moments and you're like okay, I see why they're going there, and they were, but there's there's a lot of padding and you know mm. filling around it that I feel that yeah they could have got to very very quickly. It feels like they're running out of stuff to do and characters Correct. to cut you know because then if you had another mm-hmm. character you think oh well we've got to so so i do feel like that was a bit too long but we're heavily invested in it it's a brilliant series if you're starting it from the beginning and then by the end oh, yeah. you just got to get into it so yeah um that's what we've been um oh and i finally finished drive to survive which is um just epic anyway so yeah ozark really is is my think as it came out the weekend ah, okay so <clears throat> Most surprised you know, Brace like, ourselves. Finish, Here we go. Arc, yeah. <laughs> so um, some of these things I didn't watch with John mm-hmm. uh, because obviously he, I just don't think he'd enjoy them yeah. or I just thought he won't be bothered if I watch this. So um, Heartstopper, very good. Right. Uh, Netflix, love story uh, set um, reasonably recently uh, in a private school, I think it is. Uh, two boys fall in love uh, from different, you know, captain of the rugby team and kind of geeky boy. So it feels to me like every gay man's fantasy, really. That's what, yeah. what it feels like. And and what's interesting is the social media stuff. Lots of gay men, kind of friends of mine or people that I follow, certainly on Twitter, kind of saying, I wish this sort of story would have been around when I was mm. younger or whatever. So, But enjoyable, you know, really just an easy watch as well and cleverly yeah. done. There's lots of little clever twists and little... Clever 
screen stuff you know like i didn't realize but since i've looked there's like lots of rainbows hidden in the in you know like when you're watching it yeah, yeah. And, yeah there's just loads of nice stuff so i thoroughly enjoyed that it was a perfect thing to watch when i was um not very well anyway uh, I've also watched a program on Sky Atlantic called Julia. So Sarah Lancashire is the lead who plays Julia. So Julia Child was um, really the, um, the the inventor of American cookery on the TV. So I don't know a great deal about the history of, of American TV, but they had public television. And uh, on public television, it was kind of just mostly like book programs mm-hmm. and everything was very educational. And it all started when she was invited to be a guest um, uh, to to review her cookbook, they thought it was being a bit of a novelty fair to have her on, and she literally on the tiniest little coffee table between them produced a hot plate and uh, started to cook an omelette on there, mm. um, and literally from that interview, um, yeah, she ended up pioneering cooking shows wow. and being a cook on TV. And Sarah Lancashire's absolutely what a great actress. Yeah, she's great. Um, and yeah. I've got yeah, so I've binged that. I think I've got one episode left to watch, uh, which isn't until next week. So I've kind of caught up with the telly, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, but that's been on Sky Atlantic. It's an, it's an American production, as you can imagine. But really, just great just to see her in a completely different role, playing against you know uh, against a cast of of Americans, presumably. But she's very very good in it. She plays it so well. Um, and I've also watched Gentleman Jack on the BBC iPlay and caught up to the TV with that. Saran Jones uh, plays a, a real character, a lady called Anne Lister, who was a famous sort of landowner, but she was a woman, uh, but decided to dress as a man. I think she was quite a manly looking woman. Okay, um, and just- yeah. And decides um, that she doesn't want to conform and get married and you know, all that sort of mm. stuff and have children. So she um, pretty much um, manages... The, the to to have a wife really um when wives and and sort of lesbian marriages and all that sort of stuff just could never happen mm. so um yeah she was i think they had their um vows or whatever blessed or they they kind of or they took the sacrament together i think is what they called it so she's uh, regularly celebrated as like um you know a very famous uh, uh character of, yeah, yeah a, a complete champion of, of, of those rights so it's and it's really it's a great series to watch and it just I love shows that take you back somewhere different you know to a different time a different place and it's really really good it's all set in Halifax um, it's just it's, it's a lovely watch and the final thing that uh, John and I started I worked last night but John and I started this a couple of nights ago and we are absolutely loving it because of well various reasons we kind of watched it uh, because of its local connection so there is um, a drama on Amazon Prime uh, we don't really watch a great deal on Amazon Prime, but this is on Amazon Prime, and it's called Bang Bang Baby, mm. and it's um, Italian, so it's not dubbed the subtitles, which takes a bit of getting used to initially. Yeah. You kind of got to be in the mood to watch it, um, <clears throat> because unless you can speak fluent Italian, you can't be scrolling and watching. Oh, you kind of got it. Yeah. You've got it. Yes, yeah, what yeah. I mean. Um, anyway, the story is about uh, a young lady who um, finds out when she is a teenager the the dad she thought was dead isn't dead at all um he's very much alive and um she also finds out that he is part of an italian crime family and um 
it's it's her story. So we pick up the story when she's sort of in her teens. Um, anyway, the local connection is that this lady now lives well, where you live, Jed, in Polton. Oh, right. um, and I read a story about her in the press and thought, wow, that's amazing. And um, yeah, it's a really, really good watch. So if you can tolerate the subtitles, which I think you kind of forget about after, after yeah, a little bit. Yeah. We're, um, and I think each episode's about an hour. We are two or three episodes in and it's and we're really enjoying it. And not, not just because of the local connection, but just because it's a bit of great TV. Mm. Um, and and a, again, a good watch, you know, like takes you again to a different time, different place. Uh, but yeah, it's called Bang Bang Baby and it's on uh, Amazon Prime. There you go. Wow, you have been busy on the old telly, haven't you? But, oh, uh... we never, st- never stop. <laughs> Square eyes over here. Very good. Well, uh, there you go. Plenty of things there. Plenty of options uh, for you to have a look at. Uh, if you've got any suggestions for us, our Facebook page is The Jed and Haley Show, or you can tweet us at Miss Haley K or at Jed Mills. Thanks for listening to The Jed and Haley Show, supporting Blackpool Grand Theatre.